Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Come on over here with me. Go to 1 Corinthians 3.6. That was good. I'm going to make that part of the sermon today. Is that all right? Praise God. Is that all right? All right. So everybody say, I don't, I, I got, if I got a seed, I got my harvest. You understand that? I got a seed, I got my harvest. I got a seed, I got my harvest. And some of you, you know what you got to do? Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me, look at me. Some of you about ready to come into some money, right? Pay attention, I caught this. Now listen to me, everybody look at me. You about ready to come into money? You ain't got no money right now, but you promised God, promised God what you give him before. Don't you ever lie here, though. Say, so God, when it comes in, I'm going to give you this right off the top. You seal it. I wrote it down. I made a contract with God. He wasn't there to sign his half, so I signed it for him. I said, God, when it comes, this is what you get. I ain't playing no games. This is what you get. When it comes, you know, <laughs> it, came, it came in a sack. I almost freaked out. <laughs> I said, what am I going to do with this? It's a gym bag. I looked like I was doing deals that were not of the God kind. I was like, what am I going to do with this? I was taking this increase. It'll overtake you. I said, what am I supposed to do with this? Oh, that's the offering. I said, oh, really? God said, what did I tell you I'll do? I'll do everything I told you I'll do. He'll do it every time. But here's the thing. When it hits you, remember the deal you made. Don't get sticky fingers then, bro. Don't get no sticky fingers. Because you ain't working. This ain't the mafia. This is God. Don't play around. You know what I mean? This ain't, this ain't, this, he's not the guy you lie to. You, you, yeah, yeah, you stop it. And don't, and don't, and don't, and just, and just, and just receive it. Just receive it. When it comes on you, just receive it. Don't act like goofy people, like don't know what to do when it hits you. Just receive it. Receive it. You know what I'm saying? I'll receive it. And don't, and don't, and don't stop it. Don't stop it. Let it become an open channel to let it flow. Let it flow. Just let it flow. Like, I'm going to let it flow. When it happens, you just, you, I'm, 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 a, I'm a flow in it. Is that okay? When it comes to you, you just, just let it flow. It's going to come. When it comes, okay, God, we know we're getting better at this. We're learning. Once you learn, that's how you go. Everybody had to learn somewhere, bro. Everybody. The greatest guys I know, one dude, was, they, they broke, had no money. Didn't have a dime. Broke. How are you going to go from broke to blessed? Seed. How you go from a broke to millions? Seed. Brother Copeland, you know, we ever watch Kenny Copeland? Kenny Copeland, you ever see Kenny Copeland on TV? I don't know who you like. Pass the dollar? You like Pass the dollar? Creflo dollar? You know Pass the dollar? I've been in that building. You ever been in that building? You ever go to World Changers? I went to World Changers and went in there. And they have nothing. Had a dream. Kenny Copeland, Brother Copeland. Brother Copeland went... Brother Copeland tried to leave his car, piece of junk car he had, with Buddy Harrison. You ever see Harrison House publications, the books? He said they were real to real. They used to go walking around with this thing. Brother Hagen, you had to put it on a reel, like a tape thing. Real to real. They used to walk around with it. He tried to leave Buddy Harrison. He said, I need everything that man did. He said, I'll leave you my car. He said, we don't even want the car. The car ain't worth nothing. He said, take these tapes and go. Brother Copeland, this is the real to real. Real to real. How do you go from how do you go from nothing broke 
in debt, messed up, no hope, to blessed. Brother Hagin tell the stories, driving on four ball tires in the middle of the night, sounding like a quartet, had the windows down because it was hot in Texas. They were singing a song. You know what song they sang? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It sounded like a harmony, he said. One would chime in. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you got no money trying to feed your kids. Your kids inadequately fed, inadequately clothed, preaching the gospel, telling God how good he is on the earth. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Don't tell me everybody. Everybody starts the same place we started. Everybody. Everybody. Oral Roberts, are you see Oral Roberts University? I went there, sat on a bale of hay in the middle of this thing. I didn't know what was going on. I said, what is this? They put a slideshow up. Oral, will you believe me? See a wheat field blowing in the breeze. You ever go there? Go there? You been there? I'm sitting on a thing watching a video. I said, what the heck is this? I sitting on a bale of hay. I thought I was at a tent meeting. God was preaching. Took his, took his sister, took him to the meeting. He's dying of TB. Oral Roberts was dying of TB. He's dying. He said, God, if you'll heal me, I'll serve you. God healed him, got miraculously healed. He went and became a preacher. You see a wheat field blowing in the breeze. You hear God speaking to him. Or if you believe me to build this city of faith, it was a wheat field. He built a huge university there. Brother Norville, you know better than anybody. City dump with a jug of milk. Everybody got to start somewhere. Why don't despise the beginning where you're at? Everybody start exactly where you are. Some of you got a head start on half these guys. You understand this? I'm not trying to pull on your heart, but are you getting this? Are you getting this? Mara Shirilla, Dr. Mara Shirilla, Dr. Lester Summerall. Mara Shirilla was an orphan in Passaic, New Jersey. Did you know that? Yes, he was. They left him in the orphanage. Passaic. Changing the world. Mara Shirilla, World Evangelism. You know these guys you watch today? Okay, give me one. I'll give them to you. He had none. He's an orphan. Change the world. Pick who you like. I don't know. Find your preacher. These guys blazed the trail, man. But they had to do it with a seed. I'm telling you, you can do this. But here's the problem. We've got to understand the potential is in the seed, not in ourselves. That's the key. That's what today's going to be about. You ain't, you ain't, forget it. You ain't the key to this thing. The seed is. But I'll tell you what, if you start taking these principles and put them in you, it's got to work. This is the cool part. Cannot not work. That's really bad English, but boy, it sounds good. Cannot not work. This cannot not work if you're working it. Cannot not work if you're not, if you're not working, it ain't going to work. But if you're, not, if you're working it, cannot not work. It's got to work. So today I'm going to give you a quick little sermon because I, I kept you here for a minute. But quick little sermon, put it together. But you better start doing it because until you do it, nothing's going to change. Don't base nothing but on the word. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, 6. 3, 6. Look at this. I, now, you've got to pull this in, right? It's the apostle Paul explaining. I feel the anointing in here, don't you? It's, it's different in here. Because we grab and God. See, this is how you can always tell. If I was offensive towards God, he wouldn't come and bless us as much as he does. He wouldn't want to be around it. But I'm talking his language. Second so care, like, I'm over being cute. You know, like, oh, you got to say these sermons and be like this. No, you don't. You know, I'm not a puppeteer. I don't pulpit. Care about all this nonsense. See, I was with God in the beginning before all you people showed up. <laughs> I love you guys, man. You know, sometimes I was like, God, are you just using me for them? You still love me? He does. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know what I'm saying? So if we get like that, so, you know what I mean. You know what that means? Like, God, so you using, you just using me for them? No, he loves you. God, remember this. You know when he told me a long time ago on the beach one day? He said, I only got one Abraham. Got a bunch of Isaacs. He said, boy, that's weird. 
I said, that's kind of weird, God. What do you mean? He said, I only had one Abraham, but I had a bunch of Isaacs. See, he was, the, he was one guy. Many promises. God care, is more concerned about you than the promises you're going to create for him. You understand that? Don't ever forget it. He's concerned about you. He said, when he said there's only one Isaac, you know what I mean? He wasn't saying it like that. There's only one Abraham. There was, he said this. He said this. I heard it. You know what I mean? He said, there's only, I, I got one Abraham, but many Isaacs. Okay? What was he saying? He said, the promises are going to come, but there's only one guy, Abraham. God's more concerned with you than the promises you're going to create for him. Did you get that? He cares about you. Don't ever think God don't care about you in the process of all this stuff. He always cares about you. You're the apple of his eye. He's excited about you. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It'll happen. Amen? You're going to see it. Okay. You ready? I have planted. I know it's weighty in here, but don't worry. You'll be all right. I'll navigate through it. I have planted Apollos waters, but God giveth the increase. Okay? So then he's talking about, he's talking about how this process works. Okay? So then neither is he that planteth anything, and neither is he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. So he says, he that plants and he that waters got a job, but the increase comes from God. Okay? Good stuff. Here we go. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. You see that? The planter and the water are one. We know that the receiving comes from there. Look at verse 9. For we are laborers together with God, and you are God's husbandmen. You are God's building. Okay? Pop the amplified in that one, please, in that verse 9. What he says is this, is this. He, God says, you're his garden. Okay? For we are God's fellow workers, his servants working together. You are God's cultivated field, his garden his vineyard, his building. Did you pull it in? See it? So what did he say? He said, you are God's what? Garden. So I'm a garden. What do you mean I'm a garden? Okay, your spirit is the garden of God. Okay? Now, does that make sense? Hopefully. What does that mean? That your heart is a garden where you plant seed. Your heart, your spirit is where Spiritual growth takes place. Now, you got a seed. Remember what we read in 128, Genesis? What did he say? He said, I gave you the seed and the herb-bearing seed for you to do what? Plant it in your heart. Now, watch it. I'm going to show you where it is. In Mark chapter 4, we're going to go there. I'm going to show you a couple places. I'm going to show you this other one, too. I didn't give it to him any more early one, but I think I did later. Okay. Go, 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 go over there to uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 14, okay? He goes on to read the parable of the sower, all right? And he says this, he said, the sower sows the word, these are they by the wayside, okay? Now, what you got to understand is this, is that God's word is God's seed. Write that down. Write that down. God's word is God's seed. So when God starts talking about the word, he's talking about seed, Okay, now where do seeds go? In the ground. He said, your heart's the ground. You with me? Okay? That's Mark chapter 4. The sower sows the word. So everybody say, the word, word. is the seed. My heart is a garden. It's the ground. Okay? Look what it says in verse 15. Here we go. 
And these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their heart. You see it? So the word goes in my heart because my heart is God's garden. You getting this? So my God. So what's this all about? I got to take the seed of the word of God and put it in my heart. See, church ain't about coming to church. You ain't going to grow just because you go to church. You ain't going to grow just because you go to church. You're going to grow because you put the seed in your heart. But you never, some of you ain't never heard this before. <laughs> oh, man, we, we're going to change the world. Man, you guys, look at your neighbors and say, you should be happy. Ain't this good? Nobody told you this yet. I feel really happy. Ain't nobody told you this yet. Come on. Nobody told you this yet? Good. Then do what I'm telling you. Because once you do it, it'll change your life. That's how everybody did it. That's how everybody did it. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you the 52-week plan when you leave this building. You're going to get one scripture a week, and you're going to bury it in you. And we're going to come back at the end of the year, and we'll see you with a garden you ain't never seen before. Uh, and some of you overachievers, get two or three. Some of my real champs, go get five or six. I don't care. Go put them in you. This is how you get it. I'm going to go real slow because I don't want to keep you here all day. Well, I want you to get this, okay? My heart, you see it, is God's garner. Now, I'll explain this to you. Your spirit is where seed is grown. Your spirit, the human spirit. Holy Spirit's perfect. Look what he says here. These are they by the wayside where the word of God is sown. But immediately what? Comes the devil and takes away the word that was sown in heart. Now, the devil, that's all he wants is seed. One of the definitions of him is the seed eater. Because the devil knows if he eats your seed, he's got your harvest. Because every harvest is found within the seed. So until it, you, see, if you don't have a seed, you don't have a harvest. But if we, how, how can I get your harvest? If I take your seed, you ain't guaranteed. Like, it'd be like, hey, I go see Keith, right? Keith's a nice guy. He tells the truth. Can you imagine going to Keith's house? We go in the backyard. He goes this, hey, you want to see my garden? I go, yeah, Keith, sounds great. I go back there and go and see, I don't see no garden. He said, I didn't plant nothing. You like it? No, Keith, that don't make no sense. How you tell me you got a garden, you ain't got, I didn't put no seed in the ground. Well, you can't expect to have no garden. You, you can't expect to have a garden, you didn't put no seed in the ground. Come on. Unless you got seed in your heart, you can't change. Sitting in church ain't going to change you. No, it won't. Some of the meanest people are in the church. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sitting in church, they, well, aren't you a Christian? No, sitting in church don't change nobody. You understand? Sitting in church don't make you a Christian. Oh, I'm a believer. Big deal. Care about all that stuff. Let me see your life. I'll tell you how good a believer you are. You know, Christian, I'm a Christian. You believe everybody that tells you something? Man, you better wake up. I went to church with people that told me they were Christian. Yeah, I went to, I would live a life with people that told me they were the Antichrist. I believe it. They probably, come on, man. You understand what I'm saying? You can't be taking, show me your fruit. Next time somebody tell you, I'm a Christian, say, let me see your fruit. You better be careful there. You're going to see some scary stuff. What kind of fruit you got? I'm a fruit inspector. <laughs> Walk up and be like, what kind of fruit are you? You might get in trouble nowadays. You call me a fruit? Yeah, I did call you a fruit. Let me see your fruit. I'm a fruit inspector. If they don't understand what you say there, walk away. They don't know nothing. What kind of fruit you got? Got some apples in my life. Nah, bro, forget it. I got to go. 
the Christian know what you're talking about. You say, let me do a fruit inspection. You know what I'm saying? Let me see what you might be bruised. Come here. <laughs> Amen. You ain't, you definitely, you definitely, you definitely are not ripe enough. Amen. Some of these people are too early. That's the worst thing in the world. You ever get like a melon and open up and ain't right? Oh, my God. Ain't that nasty? That nasty, ain't it? You know what I mean? You get some fruit that ain't ripe. Woo, that ain't no good. You ever get overripe fruit? That stink like all that, right? Some of you all jacked up. You better get picked just right on time. All right, let me go. Stop meddling. All right. Hey, take it to her. Look at your neighbor say, are you overripe? <laughs> come on, have fun. But when they heard, say he comes immediately. That joker didn't come immediately for nothing but the word. That's what he came for, that word. He wants to take that word because if he got your word, he got your harvest. Okay, keep reading. Look at 16. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground. That's your heart. How's your heart? Is it stony? If it is, guess what happens? They receive the word immediately. They receive it with gladness. So they hear it, and what do they do? They receive it. What do they do? See it? See it? They endure for what? By time. Then what happens? They get offended. Why do they get offended? Pressure. Affliction and persecution are forms of pressure. The pressure bugs them. And then they get mad at God and get offended. And you know what offense does? Write this down. Offense forfeits your seed. Don't get offended. It forfeits your seed. Don't get offended. Don't let nobody offend you. Tell everybody to fly a kite. Go fly a kite or something. You know, figure it out what you got. Say something that just, whatever. I don't know, you know. Just, uh, next time somebody gets you mad, you know, go to work. They're trying to make you mad. Just go, ah, oh, praise the Lord. Get out of here. You're going to get me offended. Look, I'm not going to let you take my word. I got a seed in me. You coming in here trying to get me offended? Tell them, get out. Go to the other cubicle. Hope they transfer you. You can say nice stuff, just say it kind. Just watch. What's, what, you want know to say? I, you know, I've really been believing God that they transfer you into a different department. Want to agree with me? <laughs> Ain't that good? You think they'd be blind, right? You think he'd be like, Man, you know what, Mary, I just had a really great opportunity in prayer to pray for you. Oh, really? Why? I've just really been believing God that they'll remove you from my department and bring you to another department. Would you like to agree with me? Because the Matthew, Matthew says in verse 18, 19, that if we agree, as touching and agreeing, God shall do anything. And today I think it'd be a great idea if we agree about you being transferred to the other side of the building. Would you like to agree? I'm full in in my prayer life. It'd be great. Oh, you don't want to pray? It's okay, Mary. God bless you. I'll still be believing. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it's great. You could, you could torment people all day long. Just do it nice. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? you know the guy that's demon-possessed at work? Just walk by, and real slow, when you walk by, go, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> He's the blood. I'm watching you. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Yeah, just torment people. They're trying to torment you. Just drive them nuts. Yeah, just walk around. Be like, the blood. Oh, the blood. Walk, down, walk to your cube. Of Jesus. Oh, the blood. Of Jesus. Come on, man. Let's go in there. Start, yeah, start talking about the blood. Drive everybody nuts at the break room. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. Pray over your food, throw a couple scriptures, give a couple shandais out. Ho, shikilabaha, shikilamaha. What'd you say? Ah, I'm just talking in tongues. Hallelujah. We were in, where would we go? Where do I go before London? Where was I? 
I was in Brazil. They speak Portuguese there. I was praying in tongues everywhere I went. They couldn't understand me. I was like walking down the hall. Pastor Liz think I'm crazy. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, praying in the spirit. You speaking Portuguese? No, I'm speaking Holy Ghost. <laughs> People look at me in the store. This dude lost it. I've been lost a long time ago. Now I'm found. Come on, somebody. Amen. See what I'm saying? I'm in the Holy Ghost. Just say it. So I was laughing. But see this? Say why? It comes immediately for the word's sake. So think about this real quick. We got to go. Here we go. So this word is all about accept and reject. Why is accept and reject the key? Because if there's reject, there's no harvest. So there must be accept. So where do you think you're going to get the most pressure in the arena of reason to forfeit what you hear? Because the enemy knows that if you accept what you hear and put it in your heart and leave it. Now, here's the thing. There's a time issue because he says they immediately get offended. Keep going. Watch 18. He says they receive it for God's but for a time. So if you don't instantly, right? Here, want to hear see something funny? This is really rich teaching, man. Hope you get this. I know you are. Immediately offense forfeits, but then pressure makes you forfeit. Pressure comes after the word's been in you for a while. See it? You see it? You see it? When that seed's seen, immediately they receive it with gladness, right? They, they, these sown in the heart. So immediate seed is rejection. You hear it and reject what you hear. Pressure seed is forfeit, something you received and buried, but guess what? You couldn't bring to fruition because of pressure. And have no root in themselves, but endure for a time. Afterward, an affliction arises for the word's sake, they become offended. Pressure of the seed in you makes you forfeit it. See it? Says what? They got rid. They had it. They got it. It's growing. But guess what? Watch this. Keep going. Having no root. They didn't root it. Watch this. 18. Keep going. And these are they which are sown among the thorns. They hear the word of God, right? And watch this. And what? And the cares of this world. Pressure it out. How about the care of the world? The deceitfulness of riches, the lust of other things, entering and choke the word, it becomes unfruitful. Now you got stuff that's growing, but what? Gets messed up and now becomes unfruitful. These are all the pressures of the world. So there's five enemies of the word of God. Affliction, persecution. You want to see them? They're in there. You read them. Affliction, persecution, care of the world, lust of other things, and the deceitfulness of riches. That's the five weapons the enemy uses. Affliction, persecution, care. Care of the world. Oh, my God. What did this little seed but these big problems? Yeah, tell that to the redwood tree. So everything starts out with a seed. See it? Lust of other things. Remember how you loved Jesus? Then you fell in love with a ding-dong? Forgot about Jesus? Let me tell you something. There's people in here. Man, I told my mother the other day. I, looked at, I, I could look at these squirrely birds. I said, Dad, get, get rid of that schmo. These people want to hang around schmoes. Anything takes you, remember this, I'm prophesying over your life. Anything takes you away from Jesus, get it out of your life. Amen. Get it out of your life now. Bury it today. It's anti-Christ. Stop the nonsense. Stop the nonsense. You can't roll with me and Jesus, don't roll with me at all. Worried about who you got to give up. And don't you be dense. I love you people. I love you to the day you make mistakes. I'm here for you. Stop being dense. You understand me? If you can't roll with my Jesus, you can't roll with me, man. Got to be friends with the world. I don't need no friends like that. You don't walk. Why, why, why is Jesus bothering you? Why, Jesus, why would Jesus bother you? Go tell somebody, I go to church. Why you go to church? Why don't you go to church? 
worry about what I do. You know what I'm saying? It's people crazy trying to stereotype what you're supposed to be. Quiet. Get rid of those people. Well, I'm in love. Tell lover boy or lust queen, whoever you got, tell them, yo, you going to go to church with me? No, I ain't going to no church. I ain't going to no church, get around no preacher. Be like, bye. See you later. And ladies, you better get a better value yourself. This, this ding-dong does not determine your value. This guy can't see straight. He going to tell you who you are? He don't even know who he is. I'm meddling right now, but I could care less. I got the mic. You know what I'm saying? But why you got to be like this? Bring him to me. Say, go see Pastor Chris. Talk to him. I'll get rid of him. I'll survey him right then and there. Say, dud, stud. That's it. No, I'm telling you, listen, man. You got to listen. I ain't, ain't going to listen to nobody. Then you, you, you're rebellious. Get rid of him today. He's a waste of time. Any man or woman that cannot be told to do something and follow instruction ain't worth your time. And who are you going to listen to, dude? I'm going to listen to myself. I'm a self-made man. You're going to be a self-made mess. Tell you the God's honest truth. Do what you want to do. My, don't, don't, you could say, Pastor, I ain't going to listen to you. You better go listen to somebody. These guys will tell you. The guys I got in my stable, because I, I only have thoroughbreds in my stable. I don't let you in. You can't run right. I don't let no jacked up looking. They, get, they, they listen. If they ain't listening, go qualify somewhere else. But if you're staying with me, you better listen. Why? Because that's my job. Well, that's everybody. Nah, not everybody wants to listen. I got a lot of acquaintances. Sons and acquaintances are two different things. Daughters and acquaintances are two different things. They li- kids listen. Acquaintances, they, they're cute until it get, becomes uncomfortable. Then they try to figure out how they can get away from it. It's all cute when you tell them what they want to hear. The minute you tell them what they don't want to hear, what do they say? Bye. Nah, 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 nah. That ain't relationship. That's friendship. Friends, I don't need friendship. I got enough friends. Come on, you understand what I'm saying? You need next level blessing. Amen? That's how you get it. That's how it works. I don't know how we got on that bunny trail, but that's good. But that's all right. Sarah, so you said, we got to go. So watch. The word come, and the word's looking to grow, but where the word gets rejected or the word gets choked or the word gets stuck, guess what happens? Now it can't go. Why is that word so important? Because you understand the word is the only way out. So you got to get the word, and you got to put it in your heart. Now, this is what we didn't know. I'm supposed to put the word where? In my heart. Now, how do you get it in your heart? You got to ingest it. How do you ingest the word of God? You got to hear it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you hear it, you can't reject it because that soul pushes against it to try to make it stop. I told him in the morning, I, was, I used my buddy James, you know, my sink got all jerked up. You know, the pressure thing, and you had to pull that little grocery hose thing, and then I pulled the grocery hose thing, and the, thing, the water started coming out the pipe. I was like, this is crazy. The pipe goes on. You know, you open the flow, and God's I'm like watching this thing go like a trickle. James came over and put this hose in the bottom. I got a geyser coming out of the bottom. So he goes, the pressure's there. Something's blocking it. And I found, I didn't think of it. James was with me. I took the nozzle. And went, as soon as I went, as soon as I went, the, the, the nozzle, the little sprayer thing, the, the sink pipe went, flowing like a river. I was driving the other day, and God said, there it is right there. Pay attention to what I'm showing you. You got so much pressure from the spirit and the soul until you hit that release valve, you don't flow right. That, that vacuum line thing, you want to know what that is? That's the seed. Because the Hebrews 4 and 12, word that comes over, that divides the soul and the spirit, is the word that connects the soul and the spirit. So when that pressure gets relieved because of that word of God, because pressure's coming for that word, and you hang on to that word, 
It'll keep you connected to what you need spiritually, and that flow will flow right into your soul and conform your soul and make your soul do what it needs to do. Because that's James 1.21. you got to save your soul, remember? You see it? So I got to stay in that word. You can't leave the word. I don't care what they try to do. Everything's going to try to make you leave that word. You don't leave the word. And you just keep, how do I make it? You show up. So easy, man. Just get up and go to church. And I'll tell you right here, I'll force you to grow. Unless you come in here and willfully reject me, you have to grow. You know why people don't like it? It trains you to be a doer of the word. And people just don't like the pressure. Let me tell you something, guys. You're going to live in pressure the rest of your life. Get used to it. Just stop trying to get out of pressure. Everybody tries to get out of pressure. As long as you're in the earth, you got pressure. Figure out a way to overcome the pressure with the word. Okay? Look at these right now. Okay, let me give you this scripture here and this other scripture and you got to go. Okay? You got, a lot, you got a lot out of this, you know what I'm saying? So you got to, now watch this. You water it by meditating it. Is that okay? Everybody write that down. You water the word by meditating in it. Just keep thinking about it. Meditate's a fancy word for think about it all the time. Or think about it when you got to connect to it. So if the soul, the spirit, and the soul can disconnect from the word, they can connect because of the word. See it? Go to that first Peter one, please. The first Peter, I think it's like two. I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, it's one, one twenty-one. Now watch this. Yeah, write these down. Write these down and we're going to go. Okay? Who, now get this, write this down. Who by him do we believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in who? See it? Okay? My faith and hope is in God. The glory is getting me there. Watch 22. Here we go. Seeing you what? Purify your souls and how? Obeying the truth. So now when you obey the truth, what's it going to do? It's going to purify your mind, will, and emotions. It's going to spiritually wash you. See it? You're going to get spiritually washed by the word. That's what he said in Ephesians and over there, washing of the water of the word. Wash yourself with the word. What happens if you don't wash? What happens if you don't wash your clothes? They get dirty. Come on, right? What happens if you don't wash your hands? They get dirty. What happens if you don't wash your soul? You get dirty. You get dirty. You, I call it this. You get stinking, thinking, and the next thing you got potty mouth. Your thinking gets off, and then your mouth gets screwed up, talking all unbelief and all this nonsense. You got to wash yourself with the water. That means you got to read that, read that word and put it on you. And that's why I told those guys earlier, get 52 scriptures, one a week, apply it to your life, read it, meditate it, become it, leave it in your garden, don't take it out. One scripture a week, that's all I'm asking. For 52 weeks, what kind of garden are you going to have at the end of the year? You're going to be blowing up. You're going to have that word in you. All I need is one scripture. One scripture. So you ain't need to be reading the book of Leviticus for crying out loud. Go get a scripture and put it in your heart that has to do with you prospering. Good. Whatever you need. Health. Whatever you need. Long days on the earth. I don't know. One scripture a week buried in you. You keep reminding yourself of it. You keep it in your heart. You grow it in your garden. You leave it in there. You confess it. You think about it. You lay on the bed at night. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. The greater one lives in me. That's good. Get up the next day. Greater is he that lives in me than he that lives in the world. My faith has overcome the world because greater is he that's in me. Than, come on. I don't know. I can do all things. Mark eleven twenty three. Just say, whosoever shall say unto that mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe whatsoever he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says. I shall have what I say. Get up the next day. Whosoever shall say unto the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, shall die. Look at it. Read it. Just put on an index card. Whosoever shall say under the mountain, the remove, the castle, do it for a week. Well, I bet you Mark eleven twenty three will get in your heart. 
Next time you go say something, say, hey, wait a minute, I'm going to have what I say. I ain't saying that. You're programming your garden. You see it? You're programming your garden. Now look over here. Seeing you purify your souls in obeying the truth through your spirit to unfriend love, that you love the brethren of a pure heart fervently. Look at 23. Here we go. We're going to go. Boom. Watch this. Woo. You're going to see this now. You're going to get excited about it. Praise the Lord. You got the next one? That was a cliffhanger. Being born again. You born again? Not of what? But of what? Incorruptible seed, which does what? By the word of God, which liveth in the body forever. This seed is incorruptible. You know what that means? You can't mess it up. It's incorruptible. It's imperishable. You understand that? Imperishable and incorruptible means what? You can't jack it up. So what happens when you get that seed on healing? You put it in you, it'll produce healing. What happens if you put that seed of wealth in you? It'll produce wealth. It's in you anyway. Now here's the cool part. You ready for this? I never said this a day in my life. You better get this. It is the only way to connect what's in your spirit to get into your soul, the word of God. That's what he was saying. I thought all this stuff is done. It is. But you got to get the connector, and the connector is the word of God. Did you get that? I'm going to say again. Did you get that? First, first, Ephesians 1 and 3 says everything's done. How do I get everything done to get in my soul? I got to renew my mind. The Romans 12, 1 and 2. When I renew my mind, it takes the seed and reaches over. It, you know, it's funny. I've been preaching this for a week, and, 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 and Brother Rick was here. That's, that's Bishop Bruton's brother. It's a lot of you don't know this. I, I don't want to be telling this, but it's funny. He, he, he burned his hand. I told you this story. He burned his hand. He burned his hand really bad. And, 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 you know, and he had to get a skin graft, you know? And, and you know, usually they take a skin graft. You saw, has anybody ever had a skin graft in here? Anybody? Nobody in this building? Well, this is really cool. You had it? Where'd they get the skin from? Got a don't, Jesus, good God, you got to be kidding me. You got skin from somebody else. I'm going to throw a chair. Are you getting this? I didn't even know that, Ange. Where you been all the while? You should be telling me this. You got skin from a different person, and they put it on your knee, and it worked. Dude, you get that? So we're hanging out, right? And he got, we're playing golf. Dennis was with me. And, he, you know, he, he's, he's, you know, Bishop come. And, he, and, I, and I, I didn't think of it. And I seen his arm, and I said, and I was going to ask him. I was like, what, what, bro, what up? He goes, because usually what they try to do is they take a skin off your hip. Somewhere you usually cover your rear end. They'll get it from somewhere. Oh, where's all my doctors at, nurses? You know what I'm saying? They try to take it in a place inconspicuous. This one got skin from a different person for crying out loud. Right? And I said, oh, and I said, I remember that. You can't even tell on the hand. You look at the hand, the hand. I'm going to say something. This is going to sound great. You see the skin graft may more than you see the result of what happened from the hand. Because there it looks like it's like a clean, you know, it's not as blended in. You know what I'm saying? Like a scar just blends in. Angela, you got skin from a different person. No, listen to me. Did they graft it? Did it grow? Does it look like your skin? Don't make me bring your knee up here now. It look like your skin? No, I thought of, the Lord said, if you take my word and put it on your mind, I'll graft to it. I'll morph your thinking. <laughs> I'll morph the way you think. I'll morph your thinking. You don't think right. Put my word on your mind. I'll morph the way you think. You're like a transformer. Come on. 
You put my word on your heart, I'll morph that thing. Make it feel. You put that word on your feelings, I'll morph them. I'll make them feel what they're supposed to feel. You put my word on your mind, you put it on your body, I'll make that body work. I'll make, oh, come on. It's ingraftable. Where do you need it? Put it. Where you need it, put it. She got it on the knee. He got it on the hand. You put it on your mouth. You put it on your mouth. I'll clean your mouth up in a minute. Put the word of God in it. Put the word of God in that mouth. Once you put the word of God in that mouth, cussing words ain't coming out of that thing as easy. Come on. Put that word. Put that word. And graftable. Jesus, good God. So he's saying, he said, I'll, watch, soul, spirit, take that word. It can divide it, but the word of God can put it together. That's how you morph it. It reaches in and pulls into, that's that 2 Peter 3, 6, 3, 18. Go, go, go there, right? Isn't that it? 2 Peter 3, 18, right? I didn't give you that one yet. 2 Peter 3, 18, you say you look into the glory and you become the glory. You look into the glory, you become the glory. You look in that word, you become that word. You transform. 2 Peter, 2 Peter 3, 18. But grow in grace and in the knowledge of the Savior, to him be going, not any right. Is it, it well, no, wait a minute, it's wrong. It's my, it's me messing you up. 2 Corinthians 3, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, that's it. My bad, what did I tell you, 2 Peter? That was my, you get, you had it? 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 3, 18, my bad, sorry. Look at this. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord. Where do you see the glory? It's in the book. The word of God is God's glory. What happens when you start looking in them scriptures? You start becoming them. Or change it. He said, what? Change the same image from glory to glory, even as by the spirit of the Lord. Did you get that? Did you get that? Read, read, you read that real slow. Watch this. Just watch this. Was, read it real slow. But we all what? With open face, do what? Beholding as in a glass. What's that? The mirror of the word of God. Or what? Or being changed into what? Same image in what? Same image in likeness. My God in heaven, look at this. You okay with this? Watch this. You got that? I ain't done. Did you pull that in? Did you read it? I know you're getting tired. I'll let you go home. Just wait. But change into the same image from glory to, so as I say, you staring that word or you become like that word? Second Peter. Watch this. Second Peter 1 and 3. You wait, go, just go there. Second Peter 1 3. We're done. 2 Peter 1, 3. 2 Peter 1, 3. Oh, look at this. Don't go nowhere now. According as, you can play, you can play. According as his. Don't that sound like Ephesians 1, 3? His divine power has given on us all things. Doesn't that sound like all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ? Come on, guys. Don't it? So according as his what? Divine power has given me all things that pertain to life and God. 
That's soul and spirit. Through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. I ain't done. Keep going. Whereby. Wait, 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 wait. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious. Where's these exceeding great and precious promises? The Bible. That by these you might become a partaker of a divine nature, escaping the corruption and the lust in the world. That by these what? Scriptures. I become a partaker of a divine nature. I get changed. What else you start looking at this book? I start becoming the image of what I see, and by ingesting this word in my spirit and growing in my God, I become a divine, divine nature of the substance I've become. Oh, my God. Keep going. Re, re, you can read the next one just for a minute. I'll, I'll leave you alone. And besides these, give all diligence to add to your faith. He, keeps, he just keep adding. Just keep adding. Virtue, power, knowledge. Keep adding. Keep adding. Keep adding. He said, you become a divine partaker of a divine nature. Put the word. Put the word of God in you and don't let nobody take it out. And don't you forfeit it. Don't you discard it. I don't care what they say. I don't care. If they say you're going to die, say, I ain't going to die. I'm going to live and not die. You understand me? I got the word of God in me. It keep me on the earth forever. You understand this stuff? You guys are doing so good. That's a lot of word, man. That's a lot of weight. So here's what it is right now. You put your first priority in the word of God, and you don't move off of it, and you leave it there. We're going to talk more about it Wednesday, okay? Stand up on your feet. You guys did great today. That's a lot. You see the value of that, though? You need to go back and get the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week.